ESPNW presents Be Honest with Carrie Champion. Hey everybody, welcome to Be Honest, Carrie Champion here. I normally introduce all my guests with this like long intro and you guys fast forward past it. I know you do. Um, but this time I'm going to allow my guest to introduce herself um, because usually it's better that way. They know who they are. They know what they do. They know how great they are. In studio with the cameras and all, this is very, this is very serious. I'm holding in my stomach the entire time because I just had lunch. Uh, <laughs> hi, guest. Can you introduce yourself and tell Hello. our listeners who you are? Well, first of all, thank you so much. You're for welcome. Having me. You're welcome. This is exciting. Yeah, I'm Rachel Demita, mm-hmm. and I think most people probably know me from hosting NBA 2K TV. We yeah. just wrapped up our fourth season, which is pretty whoop, cool. Whoop. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. But um, yeah, like you mentioned, I have my film crew here today for my YouTube channel, which I've definitely been working on building up. And yeah, I do a lot of stuff in the digital space, mostly around NBA, sports world, grew up an athlete and living in Los Angeles now and very happy. Okay. So give me all the the handles. Where where probably your most popular handle? Is it YouTube or is it your Twitter or is it, is it your Instagram? My Instagram, I have the biggest following. Okay. Um, and that is R-A-Demita, D-E-M-I-T-A. And that's actually all of my social media. So YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram, those are like my main platforms though that I use. I still don't understand Facebook. Yeah, I actually I never either. understood I've it. I never understood it. And it's so popular. It's like it's still considered number one. It's even still with number one. All yeah. the privacy issues and everything. So help me out. Okay, so you play ball in college. How does one go from playing ball in college to being a, a host for NBA two K TV, if you will? Well, it was kind of crazy because I, I played basketball my whole life and then my my dream was to get a division one scholarship. And I did to Old Dominion University, which we were ranked 11th at the time. And so, you know, that was my dream. And then when I got there, I kind of realized it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I knew that I'd never wanted to play professional basketball. And so I actually made a really tough decision during my freshman season to stop playing basketball. And um, I still think to this day, like as an 18-year-old, that was probably the, the toughest decision I've ever made in my entire life. So I walked away from the game. And then after that, I actually took four years away from basketball. Like I couldn't watch the sport. I couldn't play it. I couldn't because I was still like mending that heartbreak of wow. and kind of like – refinding who I was because my identity was like a basketball player, you Mm -hmm. know, and that was my life. And so I was trying to understand why I didn't love it the way that I always thought I, you know, I would for my whole life. So slowly but surely, like after that four years, I I think one day I just like had the urge to shoot around again. And I was a shooter. Like that was my thing. So I didn't tell anybody I found a basketball and I went to this like little private court and like shot the ball for the first time in four years. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, can, I love it. I can still do this. Yeah. And like, it's cool. So, uh-huh. you know, long story short, I just found a way to love basketball again, but not as a player. Mm-hmm. And so, but it took that amount of time. And I never thought even in school that I would go into sports again. I thought that, you know, I was done with it. Yeah. And then refound my love and refound like, okay, this is who I am still. It's okay. Even though I'm, you know, I'm not a professional player. And so, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff on YouTube and I was, 
working with a lot of the brands, Adidas and Nike and Under Armour and East Bay. How'd you, but how'd you do that? How'd you get to work with all these different brands? I think it actually started, um, Nike had this like skills challenge in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. It was so random. And I like entered it, I think on Twitter. And I ended up like beating everybody and like, <laughs> winning the skills challenge. Oh, that's I, wow. That's cool. And it was, it was cool. And again, it was like one of my first times like playing basketball again. And, um, from there I started working with them. And I think, you know, you just, the basketball community, in a sense, is kind of small. Yeah. you. Yeah, so, you, I, so many people know so many people, and that's how it works. Yeah, so, so I started, like, meeting people here and there, and then it just This is a of, perfect example, millennials, of what you need to do to become in the world, in the business so quickly. It was so hard for me coming up. Like, I had to, like, go to West Virginia. I had to be a You know, I wanted to be a reporter. Right. I never had the love of – I never thought I was going to be a basketball player because I just didn't have that coordination. I love the sport. I played it, but it was very, I was at a very average level. So if I couldn't win there, I had to win everywhere. Right. <laughs> and I love the idea of you being able to just, you know, find your love again and, and, and just saying, you know what, why not? You know, and now look what it's been able to yield you since. I think that's great. No, I mean, I'm I'm so grateful that I needed that break and I, you know, and it was it was necessary, but I'm so grateful to, to be where I'm at today. But yeah. I think also, you know, in school, I studied broadcast journalism and I minored in performing arts and and all of my professors told me that I needed to go to a small market and work at the local news yeah. and like do all these things. And I moved to L.A. like a week after I graduated college. Mm-hmm. And I I had an internship at Entertainment Tonight during my junior year of college, but I didn't want to do that. And yeah. I didn't think that that was me. And so I just kind of came here and I kind of knew how I was going to get to where I wanted to be. I didn't yeah. know exactly how I would do it, but I knew that there were different paths that could get me there. That wasn't necessarily like traditional news media. And luckily, like I feel super grateful for YouTube because yeah. that is where I started. Well, no, that's everything. I was having a whole conversation. Do you know the president of YouTube? Do you know? Susan? I, I, no, I've never met I her. I was just having this conversation about this with her sister who runs 23andMe because I did an event for them. And I was just like, that is the only – that's the future. No one's watching TV anymore. Like you can watch – you can even watch finals on YouTube TV. They had intern areas, yeah, well, which you did work I for. actually got to go to this yeah, year's finals yeah. because I was working with YouTube TV. And the coolest part of that is like I feel most – like I enjoy producing and creating things more mm-hmm. than I do just being in front of a camera and like speaking properly. And there's so many other girls like, in this industry who can do that better than I can. But sure. I feel like where I really thrive is where I'm able to be creative. And what YouTube TV allowed me to do for finals was really they like do your thing, like create a video that's really fun and engaging and that your followers will will love and you know, shout us out a couple times. And, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, and we'll take you to the finals. And I was like, well, this is amazing. That's, and you're going to pay me for it? Like, no what? No <laughs> brainer. Do a video that my followers were like. So how do you know what your fan base likes? What do they tell you? What do you What do you notice they get most excited about? So I think this is something that's I've been able to learn from them over the years. And this is from day one when I started on YouTube. And, like, right out of college, I had, like, my broadcaster voice and, like, right. speaking. like, And they were like, why do you sound like a news reporter? Like, they would tell me. And so that's, like, one of the great things about social media and about YouTube is, like. I don't know about that. I don't know how great they are about telling you everything because they're annoying as hell. 
some. Yeah. You have to get thick skin yeah. as well. You can't take everything personally. Yeah. But I'm able to see kind of what they like. But at the same time, I think one thing that has also really helped me is that I've never not been authentic to who I am. Always works. Because I'm not a good faker anyways. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Always works. Well, people can recognize that. They yeah. know phony from – well, at least I think they do for the most part. I can't say everybody recognizes that, but for the most part. Okay, so I have a question. Okay. From someone a birdie told me, not so much a birdie, but my producer let me know you're from Ohio, correct? Yes. Let's get into this MJ LeBron debate. Um, okay. Who is the greatest of all time? Ba-da-da-da-da. I don't like this debate at Why? all. Because the thing is, I've only seen Jordan play like when he was with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. So I've never even got to witness what that was like or be in that era to like feel the impact of what he did for the sport. So I don't even think it's fair. And then I've been watching LeBron since he was 14 years old. Like, I would go to his high school games, you know, and then I've obviously, like, felt everything. And then I feel like times are just different. So I think it's kind of an unfair debate of saying who is greater than the other. Mm. And in my mind, I also feel like who is greater depends on the impact that they made to, like, the culture of the game and just to the the world within their well, they sport. Both, they both made a huge impact on I, them culturally. Right? I, I know. That's what I mean. So I think so that, what's that's your list why of objectives? Like, what would you say? Some people say it's rings. Some people would say it's what yeah. you do on and off the court. Some people would say it's your mentality and how you've been able to change the game. And I think they've both been able to change the game. Right. Like, they both are great in their own rights. But if you had to narrow it down, because Jordan's impact off the court and on the court is still felt to this day. He hasn't played in how long and his shoes are still the number one selling shoes. Exactly. Like, this is crazy. People wanted Jordans. Every right. basketball player who played still wants Jordans currently, past, uh, you know, you name it. Right. And then the way he just approached the game was so different. But uh, I, I think LeBron, what he's doing, I think he's a renaissance man. I think he is a social activist. I think he is a culture changer. I think he is a businessman. I think he has really taken the league and shown the p- players that they need to be empowered and they are the bosses, not the owners. And so you think about all of that. I'm like, well, then you have to narrow it down to rings. You have to narrow it down to chips. No, I'm asking. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. No. And, and that's why I, I feel like it's, it's just, it's so, it's so tough for me to put a nail on that because then it's also in this day and age, I feel like LeBron has to deal with even so much more when it comes to social media and just oh God, like yeah. every, he's so much more accessible and people know so much more about him and his personal life even than MJ did. So I feel like I am not the one to say like who's better. Yeah. But that's fair. Yeah. I think. But I think impact-wise, and so that's why these two guys are— The most impactful. They're the ones that are in this discussion. And I'm excited to even see, like like you said, LeBron as a businessman and all that he's done already, like, in the entertainment industry is, like, I'm excited to even see beyond— his basketball career, he's not going to stop. He's not going to be like, hey, nope. retired, cool, chilling, you know. <laughs> but I, there's something very special about LeBron, the businessman and his crew, Maverick, uninterrupted, that group, Spring Hill Entertainment. There's something very special about a group of kids who grew up um, just with a lot of ideas and have been able to stay on track all along the way. And their ideas are huger than huge. And they have the ears of so many people. And they're still building. They're still hustling. And they're still hungry. I think like they so approach cool. the business like he, like he approaches the game. However... We've been having these debates, and then all of a sudden, since we're here in L.A., we got to weigh in. They they left out this one guy. I don't know if you ever heard of him. His name is Kobe Bean Bryant. 
<laughs> um, he played basketball. I'm here. a huge fan of, <laughs> of Kobe as well. <laughs> right. Yes, <laughs> he played the basketball here in the Los Angeles area. Um, and Kobe, Kobe has been left out of this debate. Why is that, in your opinion? Oh, that's. I, I feel like he's not completely left out from a fan's perspective because I he's feel not. like every time it's someone in media is talking about this, the comments are, "Why are you talking about Kobe? Why are you talking mm-hmm, about Kobe?" Mm-hmm. And man, I don't know because he's he's up there when it comes to rings. Mm-hmm. And his why have stats we? But there. why have we jumped over over literally like we put LeBron over Kobe? Why do you think? Is it a popularity contest? Is it because Kobe wasn't as friendly? Is it because he doesn't know the rappers? He doesn't call Jay-Z his brother? What? I think Kobe, I feel like, <laughs> right? He is a bit more reserved or not as accessible, which I think is kind of cool. There's uh-huh. like this like air about Kobe that's just mysterious. And I feel like he's always going to have that. Um, but yeah, maybe it is that because he, he was been on the Lakers. The, the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron has this crazy storyline. And even I was going to mention at that the last finals game when he came out, I had like an emotional moment for a second because everybody's talking, is he going to stay? Oh. Um, and I don't think, you know, me being from Akron area and watching him play since he was a child, I don't think fans really understand. Like, I'm going to respect the decision he makes and this is a business for him and he has to look sure. out for his family or whatever. But he means a lot to our city. Oh my god. You know what I mean? And yeah. for the state of Ohio. So yeah. seeing him come out, I had a moment I was like, wow. I just got chills as you're saying that. Yeah. No, seriously. Because you know what it reminds me of? What Magic Johnson means to this city. Okay. Yeah, because you're from Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm from here. And and he's, he's still the mayor, if not the president. And he still is arguably the best player. Like, I'd even, because I'm such a fan, I'd even say he was better right. than Magic. Because, I mean, better than, than Michael Jordan, because I loved him so much. And when, right. he, when he announced that he had HIV, I remember where I was. I remember crying. I remember right. thinking, he's dying. This is it. We've just lost the greatest person oh ever in the history. Yeah. And it really, it, there was a, a gloom over the city. Like, it was like you could feel this weight over the entire city because we thought this was it. We're going to, let's just watch our clock because we're going to yeah. miss one of the greatest. I see what LeBron means to that city. I had an opportunity to go and, and, and sit with him in that city. And I was like, this is more than people really understand. You have to be able mm-hmm. to see it and witness it. And what, how he feels about right. Ohio, like how he feels, the love. Like, I'm sure... Speaking of, so since we're here, the decision to stay or leave is going to weigh heavily on him. Right. Um, if you had to guess, do you think he's going to stay or leave? And it's just a guess. Uh, it's so I've thought about this. I don't know where he's going to go. That's that's, key. that's the problem that I'm having because I, I feel like it makes sense for him to go. Uh-huh. But I don't know where because I can't see him going somewhere in the West. Mm-hmm. Why? Because, well, <laughs> because it's called, be, it's called be honest. Yeah, yeah I know. Here, we, to be here we go. I don't think he would. I don't think he would want to compete with the Warriors before finals. And I'm not saying he's not a competitor, mm-hmm. but it's just that it would. I feel like the whole NBA is already very lopsided and how sure. uh, great the yeah. the West is compared yeah. to the East. Sure. Um, and I know there's a lot of talk about the Lakers, and I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, he could, you know, live in L.A., and he's doing all this stuff in the entertainment and stuff. But the t- the team right now, I, it's, it's not there. So they would have to do a lot to give him some help. But, uh, but he's used to that. He is used to that. 
So, maybe, I don't I know you're I'm from, like, so from LA. You're like, okay, sure. Like, maybe he will. Rachel, why don't you want him here? Why are you, why but, uh, are you being selfish? No, I don't <laughs> not want him here. Trust me, I would get to see Rachel, him play much more. We want him here. <laughs> we'll take we'll take Ohio's son here in California. No, here's my thought process about that. You're right in the sense that the the, the competition in the West is uh, uh, definitely outweighs it in the East. However, the East is getting better. I mean, what I saw from Boston and I love what, I love what Boston yeah what's without there. without you know uh, Gordon Hayward and without Kyrie. Oh my, they were amazing. However, when you think about where he would want to go, uh, I I think about lifestyle. Dwayne uh, Wade said something I thought his best friend that was interesting. It is his lifestyle, much like it was when he made the decision to come back to Cleveland. It was something right. he wanted to do. Um, and he did it. That's why I was, when I'm thinking about the West, like, okay, does he, he's like, go live in Houston? Like, why there? Do you know, that's what, but that's what I do. mean. Yeah. That's so like what city kind of makes sense for him and his family, but then also his, his Lakers team. go, go Rachel. It makes total sense. Oh my God. But. We just found out guys. <laughs> Breaking news on Pianas. Rachel just told us she oh, talked no. to LeBron last night. No. Okay. No, no actually I, LeBron's like <laughs> one of the only NBA players I've yet to meet. <laughs> LeBron, if you're I've listening. I've met Kobe. Yeah. I've you met Shaq. I've tell met my girl. KD. I've met Steph. I've yeah. met Allen Iverson. T- say LeBron, if you listen. Bron, Bron, call Rachel up. Give <laughs> her some information. Don't be like this. She's one of your own. She's from your city. She's one of your own. Oh, no, I, I, look, I think LA makes sense. I, but, but I also know, and I said this today on the show, um, I was really mad at Kobe because of his comments recently. And I, and, and I, I think I'm being a little sensitive, but I do know that, he is an analyst now, but I almost feel like in the back of his head, he doesn't want him to come here because he doesn't want him. The, the argument is already mm-hmm. MJ versus LeBron. Right. But could you imagine if LeBron came here and won a couple of chips, who would be the greatest Laker? If that conversation ever went down, in my opinion, it's still magic than Kobe. But that kind of bothers me, too, being from Ohio. Like, I remember when he won his ring in Miami, I was kind of sad. Yeah, but nobody even, but no one, you know why? You know why he didn't get the love and the legacy love that he deserved in Miami? Because of the way he went to Miami and because of the group of people he had with him, right? Because it was really Dwayne's team and Dwayne was really stepping back to help him. So people who know the history of of the way they played really give a lot of that to D-Wade for stepping back and teaching him how to be the basketball man, if you will, in air quotes. So right. I, but so he still belongs to Akron. I mean, look, he is right. Ohio's son. But I thought if he came here, we would take him. I, I open arms. Hey, welcome. I mean, I would take it too because I would get to see him play more often. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you be like, what is your? Like- I've been to tons of Laker games this past season. Do but- you do you know what that would do? Like the idea of him being here. Just imagine. That'd just the Hollywood, the entertainment, the the the, the sport, everything. Is he gonna cause more traffic though? Because yes. I can't handle that. Yes. <laughs> I can't handle that. <laughs> Maybe he can get a helicopter in this deal like Kobe. Please, yeah. Yeah, because we don't have time for this now. That nonsense. would be great. <laughs> yeah. Um where would you like to see him? You don't have a place? I would love to see him in Cleveland still. Mm-hmm. Um That's fair. With a fantastic supporting cast whatever that means i'm not saying the guys on his team the skill level isn't there but whatever they need to be able to gel and make that work so it doesn't so it looks more fluid when they're playing and it looks like they're having more fun i I didn't like seeing the looks on their faces during those finals like that was that was tough because it's not like he doesn't didn't have talent on that team and game one was theirs like how frustrating game one and game three yeah to be honest yeah was right there so 
You know what I give him credit for now, and we always analyze him and overanalyze him in this world of social media. His patience level is through the roof. So when people talk back, because I was, I, I must admit, I slandered him, you know, because I hated that Kobe was not being in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But I watch how patient he is. If J.R. Smith was my teammate, do you know we, I, I, I and Jessica, you can vouch. Like, could you imagine you bouncing a ball and I'm like, time's up! <laughs> like, yeah. I would have lost my and yeah. I can't curse bleep I would have lost it because of the fact that I'm like do you understand what this is this is it this is the moment we've been waiting right. for like what do you you got one shot what are you doing and I think and I think in that situation I kind of I felt for JR and I don't I don't know what exactly was going through my mind but I think what f- fans don't understand though is there's probably like point zero two seconds for you to make a decision mm. and if he decides to go right or left or whatever was going through his mind, and then it just happens to be at the end of the game. And those situations, whether you've been in the league like 10 years, and I've never been on a stage that big, and nor will I ever be, but that's such a hard situation to be in. And that's why there are great players like LeBron and Kobe who 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 don't make those kind of... But you know what? That is, that's First of all, you have empathy, and I appreciate you for that. But the reality is this. They had a damn timeout. Who the hell? It's called situational awareness. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. We have a time. Jessica, we got a timeout. And I know there, I don't, how many seconds <laughs> were there? Jessica's my producer. At, how many seconds were there at the end of the game? Jess, how many seconds? Too many for him to damn dribble the ball around and not pay but attention. Even like say, I, I don't know if it was like 10 or, or whatever, but you have way less time than that to make your I decision. And you're speaking, you're speaking from the perspective of someone who plays ball and I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Only re- the, Okay, so I think much like Kobe, and I think like a lot of people, like Jordan, I think like no, there's no excuse. Like there, to me, in that moment, there's no excuse. It's almost like you not doing your job right. You, there does come a point in time where someone is going to hold you accountable, right? right? And I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming Jr. Maybe I don't know what you do. There are all kind of different scenarios that are happening, but everybody else knew what was going on, but him. And to me, I thought that was weird. But you've seen even like the the Miss USA pageant where the girl just totally started just speaking gibberish. Yes. And you just panic. And there's yeah, So I feel like there's just situations like that. It's just so unfortunate that it happens to be. And I mean, that moment's probably going to haunt him for the rest of his life. You know, it was 4.7 seconds. And then there's also and I've been in situations as a ball player where you look back at the game and there are so many things like there's a turnover here. There's a free throw here. And then but that's the moment that actually decides yeah. the game yeah. and you're like you I thought know. it was a charge actually but you're right it could, there's so many different things you're yeah. so you're so right and I appreciate your passion I'm just sitting here I'm at home and I'm I'm like wait wait, wait. I thought I missed something I was like right. I was looking around I was like, wait a second did I, I did think, not pay I attention? think everybody was kind of like <laughs> what did I yeah. miss because you're expecting these I mean these are the best athletes in the world well also I said this I said LeBron you you, you got these teammates these are, this is the group you asked for I think that you had a hand in it and I don't necessarily know that he didn't I I, I think that he had a say so in it, and so it's those moments when you wish you had somebody like D Wade on your side. He talked yeah. about it. He wants someone with high basketball IQ, but he's still so patient. He kept his cool on the yeah. court. He really did. Like I couldn't even imagine being in that situation, being a competitor without just losing my right. cool, like yeah. in every form or fashion. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll have more with Rachel. Uh, but first, make sure you subscribe to Be Honest. Uh, it's in the ESPN app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
So, okay, I have a question for you. Okay. Speaking of saying you're being gi- gibberish and you get nervous, have you ever, <laughs> have you ever, not you per se, Miss USA, but have you ever interviewed someone and they made you nervous? I have a story that's like super embarrassing. Yeah. And it was when I was younger and um, <laughs> I was doing a producer interview, so I wasn't even on camera. Mm-hmm. And it was... I was interviewing Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. and I, I believe it was for, like, East Bay or something. Mm-hmm. And I think I was maybe, like, 22 or something. And they asked me, they were like, hey, could you ask him, like, if he could do, like, an exclusive rap for East Bay? Because this is when he was just starting, like, sure. doing doing rapping or whatever. And uh, so I did, and he said to me, um, I will if you can spit four bars. Mm. That's rude. I've never had stage fright <laughs> in my life. By the way, I've worked with Dame like so many uh, yeah. more times like since then and he's an amazing guy and he's super sweet and I have never had stage fright in my life and I froze. I couldn't think of like two things that would rhyme. Yeah. And I I couldn't do it. Rhyme, dime. Can you do it right now? Like literally nothing. Nothing something. Like Hunt. yeah, like I don't know. chair, hair, bear, like care ring swing like i don't know like there's so many things that rhyme but yo yo (laughs) and so i couldn't do it and he didn't Mm -hmm. rap for us and i remember like like, i cried after oh what a butthole (laughs) oh what a butthole oh dame if you're listening you're a butthole he's fine she was was 22 such a whiner i remember though because it was like one of my first like like pro athlete yeah. interviews and yeah. i was like man he's I, actually I a nice guy he and no, i have he's, history he's yeah he's yeah. awesome like i've interviewed him many times since then but that right, was so like can you spit four bars for me. for me right now no please oh, yeah, yeah. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like giving me like ter- no. terrible flashbacks no do you hear it's my birthday later on i don't have time know, right? for this nonsense yeah tonight. don't stress me um, out <laughs> okay so here's something interesting i'll share a story with you and then you got to tell me yours so last night i went to um to see one of my friends speaking of rappers and spinning and whatnot uh-huh. my, my friends is a dj I went to go see her spin the other night and uh, last night and it just so happens that it was an event and oprah it was for own network and oprah was there <gasps> and in theory <clears throat> i'm supposed to meet oprah and we're supposed to sit down and have tea and braid each other's hair and be best friends and have a sleepover and it'd be a slumber party in theory that's in my head my my sounds fantasy. like an amazing theory to me <laughs> right like we're best friends she's like gail i don't like you anymore it's all about carrie and i'm all like <laughs> yeah so um i'm like okay i'm gonna wait i'm gonna sell my phone as i always am i'm a cracked phone by the way my phone is so cracked it's so awful so i'm just on my cracked phone doing my cracked thing and then so i say um i say to my friend oh my god just in passing if i meet oprah i'm gonna lose it she goes oh, okay cool watch she's sitting on her phone too she's ignoring me it's like two minutes later she just grabs me by my hand and she walks me over she's oprah's publicist but i just didn't really think like she was gonna be like hey here's oprah right she grabs my hand we look like two three feet and like oprah's right where you are and i'm all like She's right there. What do I do? What do I do? She's right there. Like, <laughs> speaking of stage fright. And she was right. like, I was like, can I t- touch her? Like, you know, whatever, like that. And she goes, yeah. Like, she's looking at me like, I'm crazy. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, you're crazy. You just introduced me to Oprah and you're acting like, I should just know what to do. Right. And I don't know what to do. <laughs> you're crazy, not me. And then so I give her my phone and I'm like, oh, I want to take a picture with Oprah. I get my phone ready, right? It's completely cracked. The screen just broke the other day, but it's fine. Ghetto, ghetto version. So here we go. I'm taking a picture of Oprah. I walk up to her. I go to grab her hand, Rachel, just to tell her, you know, what she's meant to me. And right. she's really the reason why I got into this business. Like I saw her on TV when I was a kid and I was like, that's what I want to do. Like yeah. that, whatever that is that she's doing. And it wasn't about her just speaking. It was just about her overall presence and her, and her, um, ability to keep you locked in. You're just like, 
what is this? What's happening? It's like it, it holds course, your, yeah, holds yeah. your attention. <sighs> Fast forward. I go to open my mouth just to be like, it's such a pleasure. I start crying. Oh, I'm like, it's such a pleasure for me. I'm not going to cry. And I was like, come on, make it gather, gather. Aww. Literally. And she's holding my hand and she's looking at me. And at that moment, and I, and I shared this with my friends. Did you I just like, like feel her like energy, oh, like an angel? Oh, I, I was like, I was, I was taking all of it in. She smelled like heaven and buttered popcorn. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, Oprah, I love you. Aww. And then, and then I literally go to like gather myself and I could see security looking like, uh, uh, clinger <laughs> stage 10, clinger stage 10. We might have a situation. We might have a situation. And I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm gathering. I'm gathering. I'm fine. So I gather myself, you know, trying to not do an ugly cry. And I just basically told her what she meant to me. And I said, you are the reason why I do what I do. And you know what she did in her own Oprah angelic boss goddess way? She was like, I'm the reason you do what you do. Stay good. She was like, stay encouraged, like holding my hand the whole time. And I'm like, I couldn't even get it out. And so we got my photo. I'm excited. So it didn't go the way I pictured Right. I pictured I'd sit down, I'd pitch a show, we'd be best friends, we'd right. be having mimosas right now. Instead, there was nothing but snob, slob, like slob and snot coming out. I'm gonna call it snob. And, uh, that's, that's like, so cool though. I was so, I was just, I was overwhelmed. So, so who do you admire? Have you met them? Have you interviewed them? And what was the moment like? Well, I feel like I may have a similar reaction. I don't, I don't know if I would cry. Mm-hmm. But, it just came but out of nowhere. I know, right. It came, it came from right here. It came in the right? gut and it came up. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think I'd cry either. She's somebody, obviously, I, w- I would definitely love to meet and who I look up to as well. And I've read a few of her books also. Um, Ellen is another one. Oh. I just, there, if, I feel like with, with my career, there's not one person who sure. I'm like, I want their job. Yeah, no. But there's so many people that I, I take, like m- things that they do that I can just really appreciate. Like Ryan Seacrest is another because all of and not even as much of his on camera work as all the pr- like production work that he's done. I think is just incredible. Um, Shay Mitchell is another one, and she's an actress, but she also works on the production side, and she has like a very big following like on her YouTube channel and she's just grown this like incredible like personal brand aside from all that she's done like in the acting space so that's somebody that I would love to meet um there's I mean Shaq is somebody who when I first met I was like kind of nervous and that was that was like such a surreal moment but then to to be almost like friends with him now yeah, and have yeah. him like giving me career advice has yeah. been really really amazing one person that I did kind of uh, freak out a little bit, but I, I think I held it together pretty well, was Allen Iverson oh, okay. because he yeah, was one of, of my favorite of players course. when I was a when I was a kid, and we were at this event, and I literally just went up to him and I was like, because everybody was swarming him, and I just like shook his hand. And I was like, I just wanted to let you know <laughs> that you were my favorite player as a kid, and I really appreciate everything you've done for basketball. And he was like. Thank you. Just Aww. like nodded his head like in a sweet way. And I was like, okay, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I've never heard that before. Uh, no, like right. a, we always like, <laughs> Oprah was just like another, another, sh- a clinger. I can't security. Like, <laughs> because it's, but they love that. You know, they receive that. Iverson yeah. to me is straight up cult classic. Like he put the swag in basketball. Like right? he really put it back in basketball. I just love he different. was never unapologetic for who he was. And he just stuck with that. And not just. 
That was so cool. I had all of his magazine covers with like his shirt off and he had like tattoos everywhere. Yeah. He's <laughs> My like, parents were like, it. you want tattoos too? Yeah. Yeah. Why <laughs> like, not? no, I just like it. <laughs> you want to hear a funny story about magazine covers? I had a crush on Shaq when I was in college. And uh, no, high school. And my mother was like, <laughs> so and I would put all his posters up like all over the house oh, really? in my bedroom specifically, not all yeah. over the house. And one day I got really bold and I put his, Shaq, I hope you're not listening. I put a, <laughs> I put his picture. God, this is so awful. This story. I put his poster outside of my bedroom door. And my mother came home and she said, if you don't get that big, ugly man off that door. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, this oh. is your son-in-law. Be respectful, mom. She That's was so like, she's like, remove it. This is not going the decor of the house. <laughs> I had to take so it down. Funny. But it's true. Like, yeah. my mom was like, what, what's going on with you? I was like, I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. I, I, I've never, ever told that story because, I, like you said, he's a friend now. But it's so right. funny because, you know, how you have these heroes. And then, mm-hmm. like, isn't that surreal that you get to meet these people and talk to them? You, for, you forget. And like, like, I was just at NBA Finals, but I'm thinking of like how I'm going to create a great video. And then I had to like pause for a second and be like, you're at the biggest stage in basketball and I'm walking on the I'm walking on the court, you yeah. know, and, and people, regular fans are paying like hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to get a seat like in the, you know, the highest seat in the, the bleachers. Right. So. Yeah, there, there are times that I have to just, like, pause, and, and I'm super grateful every single day. And sure. when I meet fans, is like, I love meeting my fans and anybody who appreciates what I do and, you know, and if I can make them happy, like, with my content. But, yeah, sometimes I have to pause and be like, this, this is pretty cool. Yeah, heck yeah. And I get to live cool. in Los Angeles More importantly, sunny every day. Like, what's and- <laughs> the weather right now? It's like 85 degrees outside, guys. Right? When I leave here, I'm going straight to the beach. We might not Jealous. even have to, like, wear a jacket tonight I'm when not- we go out. <laughs> I'm gonna put on a bikini at Mastro's. I'm gonna meet you. I'm gonna wear a bikini and they some have heels. A Is that dress code? Oh, you don't now. think I can wear that? I okay, wear they that. might. They might maybe not. not the bikini. I am. Um, <laughs> people eating might have a problem if you walk in there with a bikini. Girl, I don't think the guests would have a problem. <laughs> I, 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 hi, hi, table for two. Uh, um, okay, I have one last question before I let you go. I have no sense. Um, so it's, a, it's been a long day. I, I know. Right I'm like, I am literally. I wait. Maybe I should have stayed hungry to stay on to stay on track. So, okay, I'm so impressed. tell me. Um, so I heard you're a bit of a sneakerhead. Talk to me about that and your mm-hmm. favorite sneakers. Hmm. What are you wearing right now? <laughs> These are actually. They're by this brand, Naked Wolf, uh-huh. and they're just kind of like platform. They're so dope. I love them. Thank you. I think I, Sierra had some on the other day. Really? It looked like she had on those the other day at the, the Grand Prix. So, uh, quick story. I got uh-huh. these off of Instagram. Instagram got me. They had an yeah. ad. They they had an ad running. I legit clicked uh-huh. PayPal within 30 seconds. I had these uh-huh. in their vegan leather, which oh, I think nice. is amazing. Nice. Um, yeah, I I love sneakers. I love any like all white sneakers. I'm not a huge sneaker fan when it comes to like, oh, I need like the new Yeezys that come out or like right. I need the new J's, you know? Right. Um, I like comfort and I like to, but I like to mix my, my sneakers with any, anything. I mean, today I'm here like jeans and a t-shirt, you know, no makeup, hair down, but that's kind of how I like to. Yeah, you look good. You like, look yeah. beautiful though in your, I just in, your, your, in your dress. This is not, <laughs> by the way, this is literally offset. Like I did the show, guys. I look, I do, this is not every day. Every day I'm in a bikini with no makeup on at Mastro's. <laughs> Just my but normal, all, but, you, but your four inch heels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but definitely my four inch heels. No, is that not normal attire? Uh, <laughs> um, no. Okay, so I have a couple more things before okay. I let you go. Favorite color? Gold. 
right. Okay. Are your nails gold? They are. Is that what's happening? They're gold chrome. Okay. I thought I saw that, honey. I love it. I love it. Okay. uh, Favorite artist? Like singer, rapper? Ariana Grande. Oh, really? And my favorite rapper is YG. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. So workout song. Favorite workout song right now because it changes. Oh, workout song. What's that song that that gets you going in the morning where you're like, this is my... Oh, that's so t- – now you're putting me on the spot and I'm having stage fright again. That's okay. Um, Four bars, Duncan. Well, I feel like I feel like for a while it was Ariana Grande's new song. Oh, okay. No tears left to cry. Okay, so that got you going. YG has a new song out there too with like a bunch of features. It's it's called uh, – uh, what was it called? Yeah, Big Bank. Big Bank. Oh, I haven't heard it. It's good. Okay, that it's, gets you. The beat's really good. I'm not sure if I like the chorus yet. Yeah, but – But the beat's crazy. Who won, who won between Drake and Pusha T? <laughs> this is very important journalistic so, question. Okay, so I think I'm like too nice for rap battles because I was like, man, that was kind of mean. Yeah. Like, you I know agree. what I mean? Like, I was right there too. I was like, ooh. Like, that's kind of like you went that far. I was like, levels of disrespect. But so then, much like, disrespect. but Drake's, uh, what are they called? Diss tracks or whatever. <laughs> like, uh-huh. his uh-huh. are like, bangers though like they you can play them even if you're not thinking back like to back we're going back to back right that's what i mean mm-hmm. it's not like you can play it and you don't think <laughs> yeah. that they're like it's about somebody yeah okay like i'm upset is like a good song okay okay you know? so then um you're not weighing in push it to your drake I, I mean i like drake's songs better but I, as Drake, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> because then it also like it was like a big thing, but then it like died off. I know. You I know? know, it's like then. Well, because apparently some OG legend stepped in and said no moss. I guess that's how it goes in the streets. Yeah, um, Rachel, you have been. A, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. These streets in the streets in my streets. You are uh, a treasure. Thank you so much for joining Aww. us. You got to come back. You got to be on of the actual course. show since I know you live here in LA. We got to get you on Sports okay. Nation and hang out. I would love that. Those guys are all levels disrespectful. You got to go hard at them, right? You can't be sweet. <laughs> They're so loud. They're so loud. You got to go at their head. You got to be like, shut up, I'm talking. You're not going to out loud me. You got to go hard. You got to go hard in the paint. An extra shot of caffeine before I get on there. Because if they think you're quiet, then they're going to be louder. So you got to right. give it to them right Yeah. Okay. Or you just got to just say something mean to them in a commercial break. I'm like, you pissing me off. You know, something like that. Okay. Something like that. Scare them. Well, thank stuff. you so much for having me, though, Of course. Too. Happy early birthday. Celebrate. Thank Have a you. good time. You are a pleasure. And Rachel. congrats on all of all of your success as well. Yeah. Obviously, I've been following your journey Oh, forever, I appreciate so. it. Thank you. Same to you. Ditto, Thank kiddo. You. We're going to do something together Yay. sooner than later. And you're going to be on my YouTube channel. Yay! Yay. Holler, Carrie Champion. <laughs> cool. Well, Thank, thank you. you. That was fun. She's nice. Heard a lot about her. Got to meet her. Pleasure. All those things. Uh, here's what I was thinking. Uh, I have to be honest with you. I got a couple of things I want to talk about. I'm mad at you, Kobe. And I'm going to tell you why. We touched on it briefly. But I'm really under the impression that LeBron James wants to come to L.A. And I'm really starting to think Kobe's worried about his legacy in terms of the franchise. He knows he's arguably top two greatest Laker. Him and Magic. Magic Kobe. Kobe magic, whatever you want to do. But if LeBron comes here, what is, does that change it? He wins a couple of chips. Does that change it? Does that put him in the conversation? I say no. But the fanfare and the love surrounding LeBron and what he probably could do here could possibly change it. 
And I wonder if Kobe, the new analyst for ESPN, our colleague, has considered that. I do believe his comments about LeBron are right on. It is about the chip. It just is. You got to find a way to win. You just do. And maybe he's saying, stop picking these sorry ass teammates. Maybe that's what he's saying. Who knows? Maybe he's saying, stop handpicking every single player and allow the bosses to do their jobs. Who knows what he's actually saying? Or he could just be giving some advice and we're just reading into this too much. But, and y'all know this, I'm a big Kobe fan. Kobe can't forget if it was all about basketball, some of the things that went down when he was a Laker. When he was a Laker and he wanted to trade, it wasn't all about basketball. You know, he wouldn't want anyone to start talking about him and some of his issues as a player. He wouldn't like it. He didn't like it. But hey, what do I know? I guess this happens when you retire. You start talking, you become critical, you be a, you're, you're an analyst, you're giving your thoughts, your takes. I'm also thinking it's about his book. Like when his book comes out, people can get in there and understand what Kobe's talking about. Who knows? I don't know. But I am saying this. Don't be a hater. Welcome him to L.A. Bron Bron's coming. Okay? Bron Bron going to be here July 10th. Bron Bron is about to be a Laker. Don't be stank. Okay, Kobe? You listening? I didn't think you were. Anyway, thank you for listening to this edition of Be Honest. Jerry Champion. I'm out. Thanks for listening to Be Honest with Carrie Champion. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash PodCenter.